I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Max. And I'm Skylar. Recently, we decided to start watching Bob's Burgers to see what it was all about. And it didn't take us long to become completely obsessed with the show. But one of the things we love the most about the show is the brilliant end credit sequences. Which is why we created this podcast. Each week, we're going episode by episode to talk about the elaborate end credits. We're excited to have you join us right here on Bob's Credits. We'll make sure the Bob's Burgers end credits get the credit they're due. All right! Chip, chip a People who raise chickens. <laughs> or are planning to raise chickens. Or are planning to raise chicken. Oh. So, one chicken. Okay. I felt so seen in this subplot with Linda and Bob. Yeah, we're gonna we're definitely gonna get into the chicken raising aspect of the episode. Yes, I follow an Instagram account called like Chickens in the City or something like that, and it's all about raising chickens if you live in a city like us. That's a good account name if you're gonna be raising chickens in the city. It's true. It's true. I'm very excited for Skylar Sides this week. I'm- I know you have not stopped talking about it for the past three days. <laughs> so sue me. But yeah. We're like watching TV in the evening. I'm really excited for Skylar Sides this week. I know, which I shouldn't do We're- because I'm raising everybody's expectations. You got it? Everybody's mine. Yours. No I- one else is hearing these. I this, hope it- this build up. <laughs> it's so good that I think it will bloom into us taking a trip because of this Skylar sides. How about that? To get chickens to raise? No. All right, oh. let's move let's let's fast forward. Let's fast let's, forward. Let's dive into this. Just re- real quick, we've got a little bit of business. We've got a lovely new patron to thank and we have to burger pun their name. Thank you so much for joining us over on Patreon, Laura Gao. Moving forward, you will be known as the Wild Bora Bow Burger. Oh my gosh, that sounds delicious. Yeah. Um, let me tell you, if you're going wild boar, there's a wild boar sloppy joe in Seattle at a place <gasps> that I love and it is the most delicious thing ever. So it's an Anthony Bourdain pick. Pick. And we went to visit Max's friends. Well, I guess they're my friends too. But um, Max would not shut up about having. Yeah, that was the, my Skylar's sides of the trip. Yes, he would like not shut up 
about needing to go get this. And by the time we got to the restaurant, I was just like, I feel like everyone's going to be disappointed because this is the only thing Max wanted to do on this trip. But it lived up to it. I was in heaven. So that's all that I care about. But thank you so much, Laura. We are so excited you've joined us on Patreon. We hope you're enjoying all of those bonus episodes and our Discord. And uh, if you're listening and you'd like to join us over on Patreon with all the fun stuff we have going on over there, and you want to have your name Burger Punt here on the show, or even if you don't, you don't have to do that, patreon.com slash Bob's Credits. To prolong this build up to Skylar's sides, I think we should play a little Bob Pun or Max Pun first. What do you think? I love that idea. Keep keep the anticipation going. We are doing store next door this week. Fun. Ready for your first pun, Skylar. Can I interrupt for a quick second? Yeah, is it about Skylar's sides? <laughs> no. Is it about chickens? <laughs> no. I love the store next door in this episode so much. It's called We'll Always Have Ferrets. Oh, that's good. Isn't that good? Yeah. I love it so much. All right, continue. Your first pun is, there will be blood, blood donation center. Max. Yes. That's not fair. Every there will be blood is going to be me. Yeah, but I thought you were tricking me. True. I am going to I am gonna find, um, for those new listeners, if this is your brand first episode you've ever listened to, that is Biscuit, our co-host, squeaking away. He does that occasionally. The regulars welcome it. Mm-hmm. We welcome it. And he'll 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 calm down eventually. He'll pass out. Yeah, he tires of it. Are you ready for your next pun? I am. Get bent out of shape. Chiropractor. Max. Yes. Woo! Your next pun is Saved by the Yell. Scream therapy. Max. Bob's. I love that one. That's that so one. fun. I need scream therapy. No comment. And the final pun for you is all the single ladles, cooking supplies. <laughs> all the single ladles, all the single ladles, all the single ladles. Max. I just want to see the commercial for it. Oh, my gosh. That would go viral. That is Max, yes. But I already am picturing, like, ladles in that, like, that onesie, that leotard. Yeah. Doing the little move. Okay. Anyway. If anyone out there is good with animation, please make an All the Single Ladles video for me. All right. The moment we've all been waiting for. There's no anticipation has been built up at all. Oh, it's my turn. Are you ready for Skylar Sides? The fun facts before the fun facts. Dish it, girl. A few weeks ago, I introduced us to a man who inspired some of Bob Belcher's chefiness, inspired some of his character. Today, would you like to know... What establishment inspired Bob's Burgers? Yes. We didn't do this already? We did do a version of this. We have spoken about the restaurant that inspired the visuals. Yes. Right. This is different. This is what inspired the heart of the restaurant, a restaurant run by a family. Yes, please. I would like to know. What if I said no? Oh, I would just bulldoze right over you. I'm too excited for this. I think it's so sweet. So a little background on Lauren Bouchard. He actually was born in New York City, but then he moved to a dairy farm, as Lauren would, you know, because he's the best man 
alive. But then he moved to Medford, which is um, a suburb of Boston. So he really spent a lot of his adolescence in Boston. Yeah, Lauren Bouchard, apparently, based on all the info we've gathered over this course of the podcast, has lived in 48 different places. (laughs) It's true, and had 48 different shops. Lauren says, Medford was really kind of an old-fashioned blue-collar town. We would go down at least once a week to Jimmy's Pizza in West Medford Square. Wait a second. I know. Wait a second. I know. Alarm's going off. See, I think this is a double. This is a double Skylar Sides. Mm Mm-hmm. Jimmy's Pizza, come on. Yeah. We would go down at least once a week to Jimmy's Pizza in West Medford Square. And that was where I would see kids working behind the counter. That definitely stayed with me through the years. So when the time came, the idea of creating a show about a family that runs a restaurant seemed very organic to me. Now, Child labor, baby. It's where it's at. <laughs> so, of course, I get my millennial girl stalker hat on and I find the restaurant because I want to know everything about it. So from Yelp, I have found out some fun things. This restaurant that inspired Bob's Burgers is called Jimmy's Pizza and Subs. Sia P on Yelp wrote, born and raised in West Medford, in West Medford, and this is where we order from. So it's run by Jimmy and his wife, who I have found out is named Rita, and their son, and on special occasions, a guest appearance from their daughter-in-law and even their granddaughter. Another reviewer says, I am careful where I spend my money and I spend it in my town. This is what a local joint is really made of. Go make friends, eat delicious food, and support a family that has made a business of feeding their own town. Love it. Plot twist, it closed. Oh, no. I was just going to say, let's go right after this. Don't worry. It closed in 2018, and it was Jimmy and Rita retired. Love you, Jimmy and Rita. But it is still open. Someone bought it and kept it as a pizza place, so it is now called Amore Pizza and Kitchen, and the inside looks exactly the same, same address. So my pitch to you... All right, so Medford is like seven-ish miles northwest of Boston. Mm -hmm. When we go visit Yo, who married us, in Boston, Mm because they just moved to Boston, should we go shoot a YouTube video at the restaurant that inspired Bob's Burgers? Of course. Uh, Especially if they're child labor. We should probably report that, too. Oh, my gosh, Max, just oh, living stop, the joy. Stop stealing the fun out of everything, <laughs> sir. Did it's you like that? It's an animated that? program. I love that. Someone has commented on one of our posts, and they are very, very angry about the child labor in the show. On, on the show, yes. Yeah. it was. It's clearly like a personal spot for them, but they – it hard line for them and is not an appropriate thing to write a show about so that's why i understand look look as two podcasters who uh dive into the reality of anime animated program way too frequently we understand (laughs) taking things on a cartoon too seriously (laughs) so we understand that but again it is a cartoon yes (laughs) (laughs) we can laugh at it and not be upset about the child labor Absolutely. So rewinding, did my Skylar sides live up? Yes, but now I'm I need to know more about Jimmy and Rita. I know. What are they doing? Are they raising chickens? 
I don't know. I hope they Maybe. are. Maybe. We'll have I to track them are. down. Jimmy and Rita will be uh, stalking you, tracking you down. But before we have time to do that, we should probably get into this episode. Good Lord, yes. Skylar, can we have the title and synopsis for season nine, episode two, please? The title is The Taking of Fun Time 123. I don't get that reference, by the way. The Taking of Pelham 123. I think it was a book. Oh. And then a movie. Okay, we'll get about, into like, that. It's, it's like a heist movie. I figured. Yeah, it's, I like figured. A, it's like a train heist movie or something. I Love think. it. Yeah, and Love it was it. like remade with, I think, Denzel Washington. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sounds accurate. John Travolta, maybe. And I'm just throwing actor names out. All right, I'm going to read this okay. now. Snow Yeah, Mr. Fishoder recruits the Wagstaff game to pull off a heist at Family Fun Time. He needs to prove kids can actually win the very expensive prize dune buggy. But plot twist, Louise figures out Mr. Fishoder is trying to pull one over on them and uses the Fun Time heist as a decoy while she goes off to win the Wheelie Mammoth at the Wonder Wharf. Meanwhile, Teddy forces a chicken on Bob and Linda. This episode came out on October 7th, 2018. It was written by Justin Hook, who is a, this is his first episode writing. Oh. He's a former script coordinator. And Love a, it. And a writer from the Bosbergers comics. This is the second time they've used a writer from the comics. I absolutely love that. And if they are hiring script coordinators to write scripts, it means that they hire within. And I... Love that. No surprise there. And it was directed by Chris Song. All right. We are coming off a very, very strong season premiere. Tina-centric. Tina-centric. Tell me your thoughts. I had so much fun with this episode. And as I was walking Biscuit this morning, I was thinking about what makes a strong entry into a new season. And we had this amazing Tina-centric episode that was very romantic and boy-crazy. And now we've taken a sharp right turn and we have a very Louise-centric episode with scheming and plotting. And I think it's something that is a favorite of the fans. And I enjoyed... The plotting of this episode a lot. I loved the twists and turns, and I particularly loved getting to see Zeke and Jimmy Jr. And oh my gosh, the um, Andy and Ollie. Oh, I miss them so much. Yeah, in the current season, it's a great um, gang, like a cast of characters to put. It's a great Ocean's Eleven type gang, absolutely to have in a group with all of their strengths to kind of win these games. It and was smart, smart writing. I love when Louise goes head to head with Fish Odor because she is, we all know, wise beyond her years. And Mr. Fish Odor is the complete opposite. <laughs> yes. Wise below his years. Be, be, uh, In a different world. Y- yes. He is skirted through life as a wealthy white man. <laughs> and he... Is not very bright overall. Really? Yeah. I think Mr. Fishoder is very bright. Do you think so? I do. Okay. I just think he lives in a world with different rules and it's just, yeah, a different world for sure. 
And in his world, a smart, scrappy nine-year-old can't pull one over on him. And Louise certainly taught him wrong. Louise can pull one over on all of us, let's be honest. Yes, that that would just be a dream for Louise to pull one over oh, on Oh, yeah. Me. If I got the the rug, is that the same? The rug yeah. pulled out from underneath me? Yeah. I'm thinking about a store next door now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Write it down. By the way, one of my biggest fears in life, that's hyperbole, is to babysit Louise. Couldn't handle her. Yeah. We, uh, on one of our Patreon episodes, I think it was our freestyle one where we were like just throwing questions at the two of each uh-huh. at each other we said like which belcher would you babysit like like to yes. babysit? and both of us left louise off i think yeah and someone one of our patrons said i would love to babysit louise it would be so exciting but as the babysitter i don't want to have to deal with that i want i want to go sit on the couch and the kids are in bed that's what that's my idea of babysitting yeah, and I said, I want to, you know, I would be there and I would paint Jean and Tina's nails while we gossip about boys at school. I mean, all of the children ended up with black eyes the the first time we have a babysitting episode. I can't do that. I can't go to the hospital. I cannot have that on my conscience. No, it's we're we're going over to the Belchers. Louise will be staying at someone else's house unfortunately maybe she's at the aquarium that night trying yeah. not to poop and yeah we're gonna put gene we're gonna we'll paint their nails but we're gonna put them to bed at 5 30 p.m and watch movies the rest of the night i'm hanging with the kids oh, okay. you're boring we'll put i'll put the three of you to bed and i will watch <laughs> movies for the rest of the night okay we'll be making forts but we digress we've sidetracked i love the nostalgia of an arcade like this i want to play every single game most importantly i want to play the pinball machine i saw in the background the manchester by the sea pinball machine how depressing is that pinball machine do you think well first of all that was the most brilliant spot by you and i don't know if like the writers wrote it in as an inside joke for them because how hysterical is it in this family-friendly environment to have the most depressing movie mentioned about child loss. Like, it's hysterical. alcoholism, yeah. It is so, the placement of that is so funny to me. Yeah, I I think it's a commentary. It's a great commentary on, like, movies used to have pinball machines. (laughs) Like, when arcades were huge, every big movie would get a pinball machine, kind of the way that in Vegas now, every big movie and TV show has a slot machine. Yes. That's kind of what the scenario was. So it's just funny. But of course, it wasn't like, there was no like Schindler's List (laughs) pinball machine. Yes, exactly. It's, these writers are so funny. They're, we don't deserve them. Yeah. They're so good. There's no reason that it has to, that joke has to be in there or that even has to be in the background. They didn't point to it at all. That is a screenshot of that, by the way, is up in our carousel on Instagram right now. If you want to go look at it, I do want to play it. I'm curious what happens when you like hit the bumper at what does a house go up in flames? What, what happens? Yeah. Are you diagnosed with alcoholism? Yeah. Does Casey Affleck cry at the police station? I don't know. I love it. Thank you for spotting that out. That was a true highlight. Michelle Williams act her face off. 
Probably. Probably. She typically does. Typically does. All right. I do want to know your overall thoughts about the episode. Did you enjoy it? Yeah. I had so much fun and I love, I know we haven't, we've teased the B story, but I love you the B story as well. Hit the B story over the head with a hammer again and again and again. And we're only 20 minutes into this episode. Yes. Okay. But it was, it's just a great combo. Like, like I said, we say this all the time. You can mix and match the family and the characters and you have completely different scenarios. And to have the kids off doing one thing and that's so like, kids world mm-hmm. versus what the parents are doing with teddy it's just a great compliment i love the two stories yeah it really is the perfect match of like if you watch this with your kids like one storyline is so for them and then as an adult like this is having a chicken dropped off at your house would be a huge plot point in your life, even though it feels like such a small story. <laughs> I just, I love B stories where I really relate to Linda and Bob as an adult. Yeah, I do too. If someone brought a chicken coop with a single chicken over to us today, what would we do? I mean, it's a dream of mine to have fresh eggs, so I would keep it. I'm a little scared of chickens, I think. I, I've taking care of chickens i've told you this story oh, before that's right. i had a family friend who i worked through worked for during the summer when i was a teenager and one of the things i had to do for them they had a whole like chicken coop and area and i had to go in there and like make sure they were fed and and collect eggs and stuff like that and some of them are very uh, aggressive and terrifying definitely don't want to be wearing um shorts oh my god it might beak you so as as we build our life yes are chickens something we want to have? I would like to have chickens and have eggs. Yes, okay. I would. Do you know how to take care of them? I have no clue. Okay. I don't know anything. YouTube. Yeah, Please but I also YouTube. didn't know how to take care of a dog, and Biscuit is here doing fine, so there we go. We only, like, literally studied before we got him. Yeah, and helicopter <laughs> parented the hell out of him. Yeah, that's a regret we have. I think one of my favorite scenes is... Linda and Bob singing to the chicken. It's great. Um, should we play that? I feel like we haven't played a clip. Totally. Oh, singing. Yes, yes, yes. Make an egg roll from no, your no, egg No, no, no. That's really loud. That was good. She doesn't like that kind of singing. <laughs> she likes this. Amazing grace. How sweet. No, no, no. You're putting her to sleep. Make an egg roll from your egg that's hole. We're going to beat it. And then we'll eat it. If that's not you and me <laughs> raising a chicken, I don't know. I so agree. You're Linda. Sorry. You think so? Yeah, I think you're Linda. I, I could see me singing a little Amazing Grace to a chicken. <laughs> In my throaty, right. my throaty voice. Oh, my God. So good. Back to the kids for a second. Andy and Ollie and Zeke are a highlight in this episode for me. Yeah. Andy and Ollie on the teeter-totter. I was going to bring that up. Is so great. It's so good. I was thinking back to Skylar's sides. I can't remember when. But Lauren Bouchard was talking about how physical gags would be so important in the movie. And there are a lot of really, really smart physical comedy and physical gags here. And the teeter-totter scene, visually fantastic 
And I also love when they're running through like what game each kid is going to take on yeah. and why. And Zeke thinks Mr. Fisher calls him the hot one. Yeah. <laughs> but then he calls Jimmy Jr. the hot one. And and Zeke's just like pops in real quick and is like, oh. Oh. He's, it's Zeke, great. Zeke, you're the hot one. Don't worry. Zeke, don't worry. You're going to win, Tina, you're, in the long... You're, you're going to get a girl. You're going to get a girl. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about Wheelie Mammoth. This is a big character intro for an inanimate object. What is it? Toddland is now selling... Oh, Wheelie Mammoth plush. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, actually, we'll we'll uh, include that in our carousel yes. link. But I don't think you can get them. I think it's like they sold out so quickly. Hopefully, they'll have more. I'm sure there there's but like they're a restock situation. The, the Wheelie yeah. Mammoth plushes are amazing. Love this character intro. First of all, I love Louise's win. I love the gang standing around it, being like, "We got the second best thing," and then. The end of the episode is so lovely with the chicken hatching an egg in the big wheelie mammoth. They can't see the TV. That thing is as big as their apartment. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I I love the commentary on the like oversized, ridiculous carnival toys that are like generic. And if you win one, you have to carry it around the rest of the day. And how are you even going to get it home? And this is. One of Max's biggest quandaries about life, if we're around carnivals or something, he can't not say, but you have to carry it around the whole day. Yeah, it's it's the hardest thing to win. Yeah. But I'm like, what if you won that? Would you be excited then have to carry it around? I do have a story about winning a giant toy. Did I ever tell you this? I don't know. Please I tell was me. In, I was in Vegas with my mom as a kid. Okay. This was in the 90s, so there wasn't much for kids except for certain hotels. And we were at the Excalibur Hotel, which was themed like Excalibur. It's like medieval hotel. Oh, cool. It's very sad and depressing now if you go there. <laughs> I think Max like walked me <laughs> yeah. around there, and it's the most depressing thing I've ever it's, seen. It's very aged. But back then, it was the coolest thing, and there was a whole... like arcade and carnival game area for kids amazing and we were it was our last day there we were kind of just like hanging out until it was time to go to the airport and catch our flight mm -hmm. and my mom oh my just gosh. wanted to relax she gave me some money to go play some carnival she could just go play a few and i go and i play a little like quarter on the dish game oh my god which you're never supposed to win what is a quarter on the dish you game? throw a quarter and it's supposed to land on the dish and then you win the toy but it's like like it bounces so like Are you it's oh so gosh. hard, and I I won this giant dragon that was bigger than me. You are kidding me! <laughs> and I come running to my mom, and she's like, "What the hell happened here? This was not supposed to happen. We had to figure out how to get it home. We we had to put it in luggage. We had to check it. You checked the dragon, and how long it. did you keep it? I was in my room for a while. It was just this giant piece of crap dragon. That I think I won. that's so cool. I love that. Let's go back to this episode and finish up before we get into the end credits. Okay. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Some fun facts for you. Okay. Let's talk voice actors. We get Trip, who is the guy that runs like the store at fun. What's it called? Family fun time. Family fun time. Very recognizable voice. Jack McBrayer, who probably best known as Kenneth on 30 Rock. He's done voices on the show before. The voice he, is so recognizable. Yeah, he's Zeke's cousin. Oh, he is? Yes. And then we get Yuli, the security guard, is back. And that is Robert Smigel, who is most known for, and it's the same voice pretty much that he does for Yuli, Triumph, the insult comic dog from Conan. And Oh, okay. By the way, Max is making me watch Conan clips on YouTube and they feel so dated and boring, and it just, they're so annoying to me. They they are the Las Vegas arcade of YouTube. Of YouTube. Yeah. Yes. Okay, but this security guard, Yuli, we see him in Burger Wars, the arcade episode. Burger Boss. Burger Boss. So he's now been on this show for years and years and years. I love that. Yeah, I think this might be the first time we get his name. He's always oh. been like security guard before, but oh, amazing. I think somebody first get his name. This episode had its table read two years before it eventually aired. Oh, weird. It was supposed to air during season eight, but was bumped for some reason. So typically, Freaking football. I think there's about like a, a year-ish in advance, like the, the scripts come out and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And by the time they're ready, it's the next mm-hmm. um, year. Mm-hmm. But this was, I guess this one was bumped for some reason, probably because... Season eight was so jam-packed with good stuff. It was. And then, yeah, there's lots of weird TV stuff that happens. And this is one of my favorite fun facts, thanks to the sleuthing fans over at Fandom. Ever? This is one of your favorite ever? No. Okay. For this episode. Got it. In the background, when Louise is being put on the bulletin board of banishment. Yes. There are a bunch of other kids. It's very blurry. Okay. Um, but there's a screen grab of it on our carousel right now, so you can decide if this is accurate. I think it is. 
One of the kids is Logan. Ugh, Louise's of bully. course. Yeah, of course he would be on the Bolton of Banishment. Another one is Choo Choo, all the way back from Spaghetti Western and Meatballs, who is Gene's bully. Oh. Now, I'll put pictures of those characters and the pictures of the Bolton board on, and you can decide if that's them I on freaking the love it. But other than that... Anything else you want to say about the episode before we get into the end credits? The only thing I want to say is I think they've nailed family fun time, like the carpet, and it looks a little aged, and as a kid, it would be the most exciting thing, and then as a parent, it would be like the most depressing place to hang out in with your kids. So I feel like they they nailed that aesthetic it's, really well. Yeah, it's perfect. Um, let's watch the last moment and then get into the end credits. Yes, please. The last moment is the family is sitting in the living room. They're all on the couch. It's actually a very cute shot. And I'm going to screenshot this just for our carousel because I love them all sitting in a row like that on the couch. Wait, I was going to say that too. <laughs> with, it's it's the family feels. It's great with Linda holding her glass of wine. It's just perfect. But they're not watching TV. They are watching, as we said, the giant wheelie mammoth with a chicken on its belly. I mean, better than reruns. Louise, it's huge. Where are we going to put it? Right there. Well, we can't see the TV. This is what we watch now. We watch Mammoth and Chicken. Yeah, okay. So are we going to eat that Mammoth Jam or what? I I mean the egg, not the chicken. Or the Mammoth. I know Mammoth Jam sounded like a fun way to say Mammoth, but I didn't mean it that way. But I am hungry. All right! Who wants to split a one egg on with five ways? I do. Skylar, tell us what's happening as we go into these end credits. We are in the classic kitchen end credit situation, but there's something very different. Bob is cooking, but he can't be cooking a burger because the burger is already placed in the window. What else do we see? Bob is alone. There is no Louise or Tina helping him prep. We hear this little song, Wheelie Mammoth. Love. And as we hear that In the service window, in the restaurant, is the Wheelie Mammoth. All the kids who took part in the heist are riding the Wheelie Mammoth through the restaurant. This is something that I could see you doing as a kid. Riding a Wheelie Mammoth through a restaurant? I know it's very specific, but yes. Okay. I would do that as an adult. Same. If I could. Now, I know Toddland has those Wheelie Mammoths, but if they get one that is this- Actual size. Yeah. The actual (laughs) size- I will ride it through a restaurant. Okay. You have my word. We'll even take it to Jimmy's Pizza and do it. <laughs> We're gonna check it to Boston. I've done it. I made my mom do it once before. Okay, what happens? I want to talk there? about the kids. On the wheelie mammoth. I do too. So they push it through by the booths. Yes. And we have Andy and Ollie. One of them is waving. Gene is waving. Gene is on there. Louise is on there. And then we have Jimmy and Zeke. And then Daryl's on the back. And then Portina's pushing the thing. It's like, that doesn't look very fun. But then when they come around the corner... They've all changed positions. Yeah, into the kitchen, closer to the camera, and behind Bob. So it's like the the wheelie mammoth with all the kids is right in front of our faces. Yes. 
And yeah, they've changed positions, and Jean is now pulling the mammoth by the trunk. Which is adorable for some reason. It's so adorable, and it's so sweet that they're taking turns kind of being the one that has to push and pull the mammoth. Agreed. I want to talk about the rest of the kids. Louise is then, she's like laying all across the top of the mammoth, which is amazing. Oh, yeah, with her her head in her her hands, like she's sitting on a bed. (laughs) Remember the other day? When I was on the bed on my phone at the bottom of the bed, and you're like, why are you being a tween in our bedroom? <laughs> yeah, you were like on your phone, on on the bed, on like your elbows with your legs up in the air, kicking them up. Yeah, you're, you're sitting just like Louise is on this mammoth. Yeah. And then Tina gets to be up high right next to Jimmy. And then Daryl looks like he's pushing and Zeke is kind of on the low butt. And then Andy and Ollie are now pushing the butt. And then once that goes by, that burger that's been waiting in the window, Bob puts a perfectly cooked, if you ask me, egg. Perfectly fried egg. Perfectly. Sunny side up. You know I love an egg on a burger. I do. Clearly from the chicken. Clearly they kept the chicken. <laughs> the one egg from it, the chicken. Unless they had that five-way omelet the night before, and this is a different one. Well, they found the secret to have the chicken lay eggs. Yes. The wheelie mammoth. Yeah, okay. So it could be, they could have had the frittata, which by the way, I love that they all agree. They're like, yes, like let's, let's share one egg. I like to think Teddy's getting that. Teddy, Teddy deserves it. He brought the chicken into their lives. Yes. I, I, and I, I can see Teddy enjoying like a sloppy yolked egg. I can just see Teddy being like, I told you this would pay off. Mm-hmm. It was all for him. Oh my gosh, full circle. Yeah. He finally got what he wanted. Yeah. Do you he think it's, like, it's called the Yolks on You Burger? I love that. Um, this could be the precursor of the Sunny Side Up a Summer Burger. Oh, you're right. I loved the line in the episode when Teddy was like, we could like have brunch together on Sunday every morning as a family, all of us. And <laughs> Linda's like, no. They both no. were. They both, both yeah. Bob and Linda are like, no, 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 no. no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's finish up these end credits. Okay, so what happens as this these end credits wind down? We get another appearance. Of the wheelie mammoth with the kids. They're just coming back the opposite way, really close to the camera. Andy and Ollie are sitting on the tusks, which is amazing, dangling their legs, adorable. But the reveal is that the chicken, I'm very surprised they did not name that chicken, is sitting on the cushy head, uh, probably laying another egg for Teddy. And then we have Louise's kind of on the forehead as the queen she is. And then we have Tina, Jean, and Daryl all kind of holding each other's waist. And Jimmy seems to be riding it, and Zeke's the only one pushing it. Yeah. And as they push it, this time it's far enough over that it pushes Bob out of the Bob's way. Like, Bob gets pushed off screen. Just run off screen. And Linda comes back into the window and is like, Where'd where is everybody? everybody? She like peeks through the window, looks left and right. It's really cute. Yeah. Do you have the lyrics for us? I do. Wheelie Mammoth, the most famous guy in town. If Wooly Mammoth had had wheels, maybe they'd still be around. Oh. Wheelie Mammoth, look at him go. Wheelie Mammoth, Wooly. Wheelie Mammoth, Wheelie. 
I love it. I did not hear the, if they had wheels, maybe they'd still be around. I I didn't catch that. Great line. Always smarter than you think it's going to be. I love these end credits. What about you? Should we score them? Yeah. We score on a scale of one to 10 H's at the end of Tina's uh. uh. I'm going to tell you the things that take it another level to me. The song and the lyrics. Agreed. The surprise egg. Agreed. The way Louise rides the woolly mammoth, it is, she's really proud of her accomplishment and she's she's very attached to this and she's going to put up one hell of a fight to keep this thing. But this is a moment where she, the kids get to be kids and she is so proud of this thing and she is writing it like the queen she is. Yeah. And another thing that kicks it up for me is... The kids switching positions each time there's an appearance. Adorable. There's no reason for them to do that. It could Mm-mm. just be the same thing going mm-hmm. through. So like to have them in different positions, taking turns, pushing it is amazing. Such a sweet moment of kids actually getting together, getting along while they're playing, mm-hmm. which I love all different age ranges. I love that we get all these characters from the episode, all the, the Wagstaff gang. I love that. This is also the prize they all like came together to win over an adult yeah yeah so it's very special to see them doing that and yeah. you know the fact that it knocks bob out of the way at the very end that's not necessary either but it's a funny little moment and sums up the show bob's just trying to cook <laughs> and the antics are around him. yeah the antics around him are uh preventing him from doing so and he always never gets too angry which i love also i was very worried about them winning the dune buggy because i don't think they would have shared very well so seeing them share this in a really lovely way also how annoyed would bob be if they moved it they have to get it down the stairs they're pushing it out the sidewalk and they bring it into the restaurant i still don't know how they get it in anywhere hysterical yeah oh i really like these what's the score Are you ready for mine? Yeah. I'm going to give them a nine. Okay. I'm going to give them a 9.5. I want to do 9.5 then. Come to 9.5. The water's fine. I love it. Yeah. I just, one, love seeing all the kids who were so phenomenal in this episode get to be in the end credits. Mm -hmm. I think the Wheelie Mammoth is iconic. Even though it's in more than one episode, it clearly was on people's mind after this episode. Yes. So much so that they wrote it into another episode. I love the Wheelie Mammoth song. I love that it could just be the Wheelie Mammoth, but they chose to do the B story in there. I feel like it's, yes. it's rare that we get both the A story and the B story in the end credits. And this is perfectly done. I yeah. love just like a little nod. Yeah. Like if you're distracted after an episode and you're on your phone, you're not going to catch the egg. And mwah, mwah. It's just great stuff. Those are the end credits to the Taking a Fun Time 1, 2, 3. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Make sure you're following us. I don't know why I said oh that. Oh, my God. So you excited. started talking so fast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, <laughs> I to, um, this is like the disclaimer at the end of like, um, like pharmaceutical. Medicine. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you're following us on social media everywhere, especially YouTube, because things are happening. They're happening. We're at Bob's Credits everywhere. And I think I'm just going to say, leave us a review too. We love reviews. It helps the podcast get more eyes on it too, especially if they're good reviews. They see that people are enjoying it. And if you've enjoyed it for a while now and you've been meaning to leave a review, this is your cue to do so.
It's a sign from the universe. It is. What else do you want to say before we get out of here, Skylar? I'm going to say stay wheelie saucy. Oh, I like that.